2: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: McKinnon is in it, running back.
3: First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown!
4: the right side a three-yard touchdown pass in overtime kansas city wins the game 25
3: 22 and the chiefs kingdom has started its own history class two clutch drives one at the end of regulation one at the end of overtime, and there's the call on Chiefs Radio. This is Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Happy Monday morning. Good to be back in DFW after the week in Vegas. Thank you for being a Tolo, and that stands for Turn It On, Leave It On. In case you did not know, we are your home of the Cowboys and Rangers. So Kyle Shanahan is getting destroyed, and he's getting roasted for being an all-time choker. 25-point lead in Super Bowl Fifty-One. 10-point lead in Super Bowl 54, 10-point lead last night, all losses for Kyle Shanahan.
4: All of them losses, all those double-digit, I mean, he like said like you said, double-digit lead in every single Super Bowl as a head coach or an OC. Now, those three losses were all against Tom and Pat. It's like... Yeah, he did that, but like, they're, oh, what are you gonna do, right? I mean, those are the, those are the goaty goats. It's it, yeah, it happens, and he, you you would figure he would win one of them, probably the twenty five point lead is the one he would win. Uh, but it's for Kyle. It's like it's another spot, man. and Here he is, and he did not have great games at all in this postseason. They did not look very good against Green Bay. Yeah. They did not look great against Detroit. They, you could make a case they should be they should have lost those two games, and they should have won this one. Right,
3: and what he's getting killed for the most last night, maybe you have some other coaching points, Bobby, but the coin toss. why take the ball
4: first? this is this is just people who are dumb and want to complain. Hmm. Um you take the ball first because you
3: for, by the way, first playoff game under right. the new overtime rules, yeah, first o t game under the new playoff.
4: Rules. it's it's very, very simple. it It is a hundred times out of a hundred you will take the ball. Because if you play to a draw, it's now a sudden-death game, and all you need is a field goal to win in the first two possessions. So if they keep if they the field goal, the Chiefs came down to keep the field goal, then the Niners get the ball first. There's no re-coin toss, right? It just now goes every other possession. And when they get the ball next
5: on the third time, all they need is a field goal to win. disagree you know exactly what you need if you just like the Chiefs the Chiefs know exactly what they need going down the field of course that's that's absolutely
4: a risk that you have to play in but if you do play to a draw you have the advantage that's what you're that's what the
3: draw at the end of the first overtime yeah so if the
4: Chiefs just get the field goal on that on that drive right so the Niners kick a field goal if the Chiefs came down and kick the Niners get the ball next and all they need is a field goal to win it's a sudden death it's the
5: old 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 rules yeah. Right. It's the, old, the original overtime rules.
3: But, um, okay.
5: I mean, they had, they had literally just gone 12 plays, 69 yards, 11 plays, 64 yards. Like, you were ex- you were expecting, like, oh, we can play this to a draw. I mean, yeah, I think holding them to a field goal, yeah, you could expect to hold them to a field goal. I mean, why would you expect them to give up another touchdown? Well, I mean, you, you said just like I did that, like, as soon as Pat Mahomes stood on the field in overtime, you thought he was going to drive down and score a touchdown. And that's the thing. I think that, that was the expectation from everybody. You need to know what you got to go and get. You have to know that. And that's that's where I mean you, you look if you're if you're worried about playing to the draw you know what you do then you score a touchdown and you go for two.
4: Well, no, you're not going to do that because that puts you in a disadvantage if you don't get it. You're not well, I mean you that. lose
5: if you don't get it. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, if, you if you're the wor- second time, yeah. If you're worried about playing yeah. to the
4: draw, go just go for it. Oh, which I think a lot of teams are going to do. That is going to be it's it's you look I mean you're 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 just trying to play odds here you're just trying to get a house little house advantage uh, because absolutely yeah if if the Niners scored a TD. If I was Andy Reid, I'm going for two and ending the game right there. I'm going to put it in my control.
5: Right, and then that's right. the thing is that so, whoever gets the ball second and under these overtime rules has complete control over ending the game on their possession.
4: You do have complete control over ending the game on your possession, for sure, but in the offset chance that you know you don't take that chance, like they, there's a chance they wouldn't have. Most teams, I don't know, would go for two there. I think most teams would go, if they, if they have to score a touchdown, a tie, just take the touchdown and the extra point. I think most teams would do that. I wouldn't, but I think most teams would do that. And in that case... You get the ball third.
3: Do you think you should make that decision on the coin toss, thinking about the third possession,
4: like that far down the road? I think you have to think. Yeah, you're always. I think you should always think about a possession ahead.
5: I think which to me would would be the second possession. I think you kicked your possession ahead. That that's what I would have done. I would have kicked. There there's no there's no sincere competitive advantage anymore in the overtime coin toss rules if like you play it this way.
3: Let's see what Kyle Shanahan had to say to justify his decision.
4: You know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal, and if if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that.
3: So there he is talking about third. That was my confusion. I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking ahead, but like the first chess move is... The second possession of overtime for that other team, versus all right, I'm gonna assume what we do if it's a draw after the first two possessions. So I was like, that's that's really really going to step ahead in my mind, but I'm dumb at math.
4: That's well, yeah, that, and, and to get the ball third would be their second possession, right? Because the Chiefs got the ball second. So, but also think of it this way: people are bringing this up the text. Their defense was just on the field for the final possession yeah. of regulation. Romo brought that up, too. And, and maybe you want to give them them a rest. I, 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 I'm sure that played into it. Yeah. I don't remember there being a ton of time between um, the end of regulation, start of overtime. You know, usually it's a little bit extended. I don't remember it being that extended. Yeah. It seemed like it was just – It's pretty barely, quick. It was four minutes.
5: Yeah, it was pretty quick. I mean, look, here's the, this, again, this is just how I look at it. You let them march down the field. In the other scenario, you know exactly what you need. You can go for two. If you're worried about stopping them at that point because you've given up essentially three straight 70-yard drives, you go for two, you end it. Like, like that's how I look at it. And, and look, it's a it's a close enough of a call. Kyle Shanahan just talked about it. Their analytics people poured over it, looked at the different advantages and said, like, hey, we think you should go this way. So, it's I understand it's, it's a minimal. close thing. But, to me, I want to know exactly what I need to do to end the football game.
3: Choppy, were you shocked that Andy Reid decided to kick to tie? From the six versus go for it and with, maybe pin them back. With well uh, are you talking about at the end.
4: With six seconds to go?
3: Um San Francisco Styles fourth and goal at the six field goal whenever it got tied at sixteen sixteen. Oh, oh, oh.
4: No, no. I thought I thought they were gonna take another shot at the end zone at the end of regulation. They had six seconds to go and a timeout. Yeah. I thought they were gonna run another play. Um that that's what I was I thought they were going to do. No, I didn't have a I don't remember in the moment having an issue. That was a 546 left.
3: 546 left, they decided to kick the 24 yarder versus going for it on fourth and goal from the six.
4: Yeah, that's that's you're you're, you're pretty far out there. Dan That's, Campbell. I don't even know if Dan Campbell does that one.
3: He did. He, he did, against us. <laughs> he did, he did against, against us. He did I, against us.
4: Multiple
5: times. At a Super Bowl, I don't even know if Dan Campbell does that. Now, if Mahomes doesn't get sacked for a three-yard loss on the play before on third down, they might go they for might. it. Fourth and goal might. from the three, they might. Mm-hmm.
3: And then what about the Dez catch that I tweeted about last night with Kyle Juszczyk, Juszczyk. on the sideline?
4: I mean, that was—I by brought up that changed the rule, but that was—I mean, that— if. That was what. Tell me the difference between that and this. Like, tell me the difference in those two. There's none.
5: There's none. So
3: they got it right last night, then. It was a catch.
5: Yes. And it should have been a catch in January 11, 2015.
3: So, well, not according to the rules, but
5: Eh, the rules are stupid. So is Dean Blanding,
3: though. Real life, real life, it was a catch. Rule life, it was not a catch. So they got it right last night there on the sideline. Although Andy Reid, man, he does not like to challenge a number of things. Um, third and ones, fourth and ones, ball being spotted, let's call a timeout anyway, and then not call the timeout to challenge when we're doing the same thing. I'm like, Andy, yo, man, like, try to go ahead and don't leave yourself with do or dies. And their refusal. That was overtime, though, wasn't it?
5: What? Wasn't that overtime, though? The use check catch? Whoa. That was overtime, I think, so that had to come from the booth. booth. booth Okay, yeah,
3: but I just listed five other things. I know, I'm just saying, the use check Um, thing. Well
5: their refusal to run a QB sneak.
4: I, I just shotgun. I, Let's go shotgun. Yeah, on that fourth and one in the uh, in the overtime, like they were what, at their own thirty five or whatever. I mean, they went shotgun. Like they're they, they refuse ever since that Denver game five, six years ago, they refused to run a QB sneak with Mahomes. How
3: did you guys feel about the job that Romo did? Nance and Romo as uh, Jim Nance defended Tony. Last week in Vegas, Sean McManus, the, C- the, the, the CBS chairman, said, yes, there are times we've had to tell Tony to settle down. Tony! <laughs> Calm down a little bit. Thank you, Frank Caliendo. Uh, 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 uh. And that is the best advice that you could give. Like yeah. getting too giddy, getting lost a little bit, searching for words, searching for terms. I thought he brought up some pretty good game points last night. He said Steve Spagnola is not going out here without blitzing. He will blitz in order to try to get Mahomes the ball back. Did a nice job of breaking down some plays as well. He still gets lost and a little caught here in some awkward moments with he throws out filler phrases. Him and Jim are a little cheesy and corny, but I thought Romo did a pretty nice job.
5: Yeah, I thought he was good. There was one
3: specific For moment. For game breakdown.
5: Yeah, there's one specific moment in the fourth quarter I remember where. Heard he was sending somebody motion, and then you saw him stop and like stop use check and move him to the back. And Roma said, OK, he he knows Nick Bolton's coming here. He identified Bolton's about to blitz. He's he's changing the play. He's going to move to the left. And that's what he did. And so there were a couple different times where he did stuff like that. I, I was not a big fan of uh, at the beginning of the, sh- the game. He was holding the microphone with two hands over his hand. I thought that looked a, a little funny. And then at the end, he had an awkward. I love you sign off to Jim Nance. Other than that, I thought he was pretty good. It was not a, it was not a bad game for Tony Romo.
3: I thought it was OK. Are you able to hear everything at your party? Absolutely.
4: Um, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think there was a moment where I was like, "Oh my God, this guy's terrible today." Uh, Nance didn't annoy me. I, I thought it was a fine performance.
3: What's happening out there?
4: There is a major wreck uh, on seventy-five uh, northbound going through Richardson. Uh, so traffic. Uh, it's. I think it says it says northbound. I assume that's what it means. Uh, impact on the lanes. They are closed. So it is closed down. 75 is closed down at parts of Richardson right now. I'm supposed
3: to be s-
2: <laughs>
3: little <laughs> late there. <isn't> late? <laughs> little late, Pepe. Supposed to be spending time with my family, catching up, going to museums, chilling with little man. Nope, two o'clock appointment Saturday for this. Well, both of them are on the floor now, yes. and here's Gafford. Yeah. Welcome to Dallas, Big Bella. Dude, are you kidding me? The Dallas Mavericks, with the debuts of Daniel Gafford and P.J. Washington, destroy the Oklahoma City Thunder at the AAC. Gafford, in his debut, 19-9, and nine, a block, four offensive rebounds in 17 minutes. He stole the show from P.J. P.J. had 14 points, five rebounds, plus 24 on the floor, and the Mavericks could not have come out more impressive with their new-look team.
4: No, that was as close to getting everything right as you could in a game. That was fun. Yeah, they got they, they had a and listen, they had a hot start and they had a bad second quarter, and that kind of looked like it was a game like that Milwaukee game where they blew like a twenty five point lead. Um, but they bounced right back in the third. And it that was that was as good as you were gonna get. It had a little bit of everything. That was a good game from Luca, good game from Kyrie and then the new guys played well. They probably met those guys that shoot around that day.
3: Yeah. Oh, th- Derek Harper, or follow-up, one of them said, it's just, this is just street ball here. Yep, that's all it was. It's Maybe that's what they should play all
5: year. It's the, uh, the first time in Mavericks history they've had six players be plus 20 in a game in the uh, plus minus. And Luka Doncic was not one of them. He was plus 18. Yeah. So they had six other guys outside of Luka go plus 20 in this game. They had
4: as many. The starting five for the Mavs had as many assists as the entire Thunder team.
3: And text texted us all. Nico has finally done it. He turned Dwight Powell into the human cigar. Well done. Good text. That was fun. I'm already looking for the Mavs' next game. I'm like, okay, when can we see all these guys out here on the floor again? It's Sean, RJ, and Bobby here on DFW Sports Station 105 through The Fan. By the way, that next time is tonight against Gafford's former team as the Wizards are coming to the AAC with the tip-off at 7.30. All right, we've talked about Rex Ryan And Mike Zimmer, we've talked about Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks not agreeing with Tank Lawrence and this team just being tired. How about CeeDee Lamb addressing his mom going after Mm. Dak Prescott? The Expressway is commercial-free with more Cowboys drama next on Sean and RJ.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
3: and the expressway means we are commercial-free until the top of the hour. Every single weekday at this time, Sean Sharif, our Jay Choppy, and our Cowboys insider Bobby Bell, along with Peyton and Ryan in the back. We're live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. We need y'all's best and worst of the weekends. Let us know all the trouble and debauchery that you got into, and that's coming up here in about 20, 25 minutes after the trouble and the debauchery of the Dallas Cowboys. Getting in front of a microphone, just talking nonstop, saying some pretty dumb things. And C.D. Lamb sat down on the Micah Parsons podcast and for the first time addressed the situation with his mom putting Dak Prescott on blast, saying, I wish he would go and play in Houston. Dak's not that guy. You know, a lot of these Cowboys don't want to win. C.D. Lamb addressing what his mom said for the first time.
7: I have no conscience. No, I have not been talking to my mom about any of this. (laughs) I don't talk to my mom about my sports nor my personal problems. She's just being a mom. um, She knows her son. He comes home mad. Unfortunately, when we lose. So she she had the opportunity to voice her opinion on Facebook. Yeah, we know. I have, once again, I'm going to repeat this. No, I have no beef with my quarterback. I love my dog. He know that.
3: Bobby, that sounds like what you kind of guessed, going home frustration, just venting.
5: Yeah, and I think he handled it well. I think it was... He didn't have to get asked about it. Like at the beginning, it's it's not included on that one. But at the beginning of the, that segment, he didn't even get asked about it. He was just like, Let, "Let's clear the air on something real quick, and it's about my mom." So I like the personal responsibility to bring it up on your own and to say, "Of course, I saw what my mom said." I, I'm not going to pretend like oh, I didn't see that. I, I'm not really on social media. I, I'm, uh, you know, I didn't know Dan Quinn got hired by the Commanders. There wasn't anything like that. <laughs> I, I appreciate <laughs> the willingness to tackle it head on and to give it the context of it's mom. Mom, you know, sometimes you come home and you're frustrated and mom feels that and mom starts getting her own takes from it. But I have no issue with Dak. And that that has nothing to do with this. And so I think he answered answered it as well as you can answer it.
3: And then Micah and Lamb both wanted to come together to reiterate that that playoff game, that Packer loss, was not on
1: number four.
7: Please say this to the world, the people, that Dak can take us there. Please, please. Dak can definitely lead us. You just also need other leaders and that's why I'm pointing at myself. Because mm. I can help him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's only so much he can do. He already got so much on his plate. You feel what I'm so saying? So much. He got the hardest job in America. Man, come on, think about it. The hardest QB jo- it's the hardest job? It's it. the, the, the hardest job in America. You the quarterback for the Dodge Cup the hardest job in America. No cop. And that's why I say self-reflection. You got to have a lot of that. And I looked. i thought. You know what I'm saying? No, that playoff game didn't end the way I- we wanted it. Nor did I have the beginning or first half of the game that I wanted. But I've learned so much from that playoff game, believe it or not. Okay. (laughs) All
5: right. I I, I do. I I buy it with him. I I think there's a lot of inauthentic on this football team. I think CeeDee Lamb is about the realest person on this football team. And I, I appreciate and respect his ability to look back at things where he doesn't behave the right way and say, I didn't behave the right way. Well,
3: he definitely owned up to it in this next clip when Micah Parsons was asking him what lamb needs to do for his own game moving forward
7: first and foremost i do got to grow up wow. uh there's plenty of ways of me handling different situations and me being mad is not one of the answers you know what i'm saying so and i noticed so times throughout the year you get frustrated people feeling your energy frustration Absolutely. and just carrying it on i just feel like that's contagious you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. instead but, of just be like i could I could I could be more of a leader, you know what I'm saying? I could be more vocal, even though I know that's not me. But understanding the situation, bro. If I'm gonna take this label of being one, I take full accountability, bro. Mm. If I wanna take this label of being one, I can't I can't. It's times where I gotta get on my shell, you know what I'm mm. saying? My comfort zone. And you gotta rally the offense. You feel me? And Dak, I got find me, like Dak. Come on, or Dak. I'm not open on this. You got B Cooks on whatever, or you got MG on this. I could do this.
3: MG over there. I love this guy. I love CD Lamb.
4: You know what he should really do? He should really just start bumping Mike McCarthy. People will start liking him better. <laughs> Getting in his face and yelling at him like Kelsey did.
3: People love, I think people like CD Lamb. People like CD Lamb a lot. I have a lot more faith listening to him talk about leadership than I do the guy next to him, uh, Micah Parsons. I don't have any faith in Micah talking about it. Um, it's just unfortunate. CD is like not that type of guy naturally. Sounds like he's going to try to force himself to be a little more outward. Um, because we knew sitting out with him at training camp, uh, this guy, you know, I, I think he's something special.
5: Yeah, and I mean, look, like take the conversation we had with him at training camp, where he said, "You guys had interviewed him before. He wasn't very good." No. And and when he sat down and he had improved, and you asked him about it, you're like hey, you've gotten really good at this. Well, then he told me, he's like, I've worked at it. He's like, I made a conscious effort to work at being better at this. And so I i love his commitment to, I love how he is able to identify flaws within himself as a player, within himself as a leader, and consistently over the last few years has changed that. Look, as much as we say he pouted, his pouting was worse two years ago. Like, like when he, you remember he got how badly he got taken out of the Tampa game in the opener where Dak had gotten hurt, where he just, two catches on 11 targets, and he would just slump on the sideline, got completely taken out of the game. He is, to me, I understand there's still areas where he falls short. To me, he is a model for personal and professional growth within the NFL. And I think that that's somebody who, if you told me for the next 10 years, and I wouldn't want to make a decision, I'd rather have them together. But if you told me for the next 10 years, I can have CD on the scene or Dak on the scene, CD to me is so important to what they do moving forward.
3: Ooh. Yeah, uh, and I'm not going to dismiss what happened. What happened at the beginning of that Packer game between Dak and Lamb was, it was it was ludicrous. Luda- it, was, it was ridiculous. Um, it was unnecessary, inexplicable. I would love to hear him talk about that. Like early on, like you guys melt down, have a hissy fit and a tantrum. Like in the first, first five minutes of that game, all falling apart. That was bizarre. That mm-hmm. was weird.
4: Very weird. It's it's as if something was boiling over from the week. Yeah, like that. Doesn't, you don't you don't get that angry after four minutes. Uh, you know, something happened during the week or the week before or whatever. That probably so.
3: knew CD's mom had the tweet in the drafts. She hadn't sent it, but it was, yeah, it was drafted. Yep. You know, and you're getting ready to hit yep. it.
4: He saw that CD's mom like opened up her face, activated the Facebook account again. <laughs> yeah. She had
3: deactivated it prior prior weeks. She now, waved. She that, waved to him on Facebook. <laughs> she waved. Hey Lou, she was she back. She waved. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Poked. <laughs> oh God, he poked. Yeah.
5: You know, it's funny. I. I think that when you talk to people after the game, there were a couple people that I talked to that had said, like, they played us the the way we were worried they would be able to to dominate us. And I wonder if that's what caused them to boil over. They knew this is the only way they can beat us, and they saw within the first few minutes, oh, crap, they're going to beat us this way today.
3: Well, let's play the Jordan Love clip. People lost their minds over this clip. One, Cowboy fans were humiliated and embarrassed over what Jordan Love said. And number two, some were upset that Micah Parsons actually sat down with Love and asked him this on his pod.
1: Yeah, man, I think that the key for I'm us sorry, going to the game. I'm sorry, let
3: me set it up better. Micah asked Jordan Love, what was the game plan, what was the strategy against us that allowed you to blow us out?
1: Yeah, man, I think that the key for us going to the game was we, we needed to run the ball. Like That was a huge thing. Obviously, we played y'all the year before, and I felt like we ran the ball pretty well. So, um, just going against y'all, I'm like, I'm not trying to talk, but I, y'all, y'all linebackers, you know, I think y'all had a DB playing linebacker. Oh. Um, I don't know, but like that was our goal was to be able to run the ball, and it was going to set everything else up. And obviously, uh, I think y'all biggest weapon is y'all pass rush, and so um, great DBs over there too. But I feel like they rely on the pass rush. You know what I mean? When you have got a great pass rush, you you thinking the quarterback gonna get the ball out of his hands quick? And so we we're able to you know take advantage of that by you know getting some chips on you, slow you down a little bit. Uh, D-Lawrence, slow him down a little bit, but man, I knew I was gonna have to hang in that pocket, take a couple hits from you, take a couple hits from those guys. The guys we had at, at receiver, man, I, I was confident that they were gonna go out there and um, do what they needed to do against y'all DBs, yeah, sure. man. Oh,
3: for for sure.
5: sure. Yeah, we yeah, suck, bro. For we sure. knew, too.
3: We knew, too, that we were going to get torched by your receivers. So that is Jordan Love talking about the run game, mm-hmm. making fun of the size of linebacker, and then being like, yeah, we didn't really fear your corners. Are you embarrassed? At all versus our no-name receivers. You know who I
5: think, in addition to the fans, is a little put off by by Micah doing things like this? I think they're probably teammates that are a little put off by this. The like, podcast, like the podcast in general, the the constantly praising opponents, things like that. I think that that's, I, I think that leaves a little bit of a sour taste in guys' mouth. I don't think it's like a huge issue, but I I do think that there are some guys that are probably like, dude, come on, we, we don't have to step up there on a big platform where we can talk about how great our opponents are.
4: Man, I I I, I understand what you're saying, but here, everyone's got a podcast these days. Like all these athletes, they all have got they have a podcast. They got social media. Like I don't think the players care anymore. I think. 15 years ago, this would be a huge deal. Today, I'm like, man, like look around every sport. They've all got something going Does on. Does
3: anyone have an issue with Micah sitting love down and asking him this or that question? I, I don't.
5: I don't have an issue with him asking the question. Unchecked, sitting there and going like your linebackers kind of suck. I figured we were gonna be able to take advantage of your defense. Well, back. he didn't say it sucks. He made fun mm. of the personnel, he'd, and the personnel was true. Sure, but to hit it and then especially say I knew we'd have success against your DBs then Mike. I think the problem is the Hallelujah chorus of yeah. Mike going for sure. Well, how's Mike, sure, Mike going to say anything? He called
3: call out <laughs> his entire roster after yeah. the season. How is he going to open his mouth? He's the one saying like we didn't go all in. No we doubt. need better players around. Yep.
5: No doubt. You think that that uh, you think that sits well with guys on that defense with him? Hell Oh, that no. he says, I-, I need better players to play next to me because uh, I'm doing everything I can. These guys are, you know, schlubs.
3: Anything else from the strategy of what Jordan Love said and the way that they decided to attack?
5: I mean, look, you're talking about Jordan Love said a year ago running the ball that he's like, I knew we could run the ball a year ago, and so I figured we'd be able to do it today because I knew you guys hadn't done anything to fix it. Basically is what he said. And you watch consistently this year. That's the way teams knew how to attack them. And Mike Zimmer, assuming that one goes through, that. That has to be line item one. We know he can generate pressure. We know what he can do in the pass game. He's got to figure out a way to make this run game better because this is what, three straight defensive coordinators now who have not been able to figure out how to make this defense stop
3: the running game? 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. By the way, some more Cowboys news before best and worst of the weekend. By the way, Micah Parsons did have the most jersey sales. In the 2023-2024 season. Wow. So there's the Cowboys Championship that they care so much about. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys and Dak, according to Ian Rap Report, get ready. Expected to have a deal done before free agency that will make him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Expected to have a deal done before free agency. Well, it would have to
4: be. And if it's not, they're screwed. Uh if they want, if they want to dive in that pool, right? I mean, because they've got him, they've got Micah, they got CD they want to sign. And with his sixty million dollar cap hit. If they don't get that deal done before the start of the league year, they're they're in trouble.
5: You can free up a lot of money. Because you remember last week we went over, here's ways you can free up $40 million without touching Dak. And then if you actually extend Dak and you make those moves, you're talking about freeing up a significant amount of money to go out there and be all in. Whatever that means, you can be all in. You can go do that this offseason if you want by flipping certain switches and doing certain things financially. And I think for anybody to take them seriously, given what they've done with their coaching staff this offseason, you have to do that.
3: And then uh, Adden Dirty got hired as the new defensive coordinator in Seattle. So born in England, played in NFL Europe before embarking on the coaching career at the age of 44, will be the defensive coordinator for Mike McDonald's staff in Seattle, a guy that you said was very highly thought of in Frisco.
5: Yeah, you were, gonna, you were going to lose him eventually. This is one of those things where he couldn't just sit there at defensive line coach. And yeah, people around the league respect him way too much. And when you're talking about this late in the game, like how long it took for Seattle to hire them and the minimal amount of options, this one makes a lot of sense of just like, hey, here's a really well-regarded guy who has been interviewing for these jobs, still hasn't gotten one. This seems to fill a void here for us unless you want to go get a retread like Rivera or Rex Ryan. And so happy for him. I I know there are a lot of guys on the Cowboys defense who are going to be unhappy to lose him.
3: Did you think it was possible they would let Dak just play this out and not give him his new deal? Yeah.
5: I, I mean, I still, until it's done, I'm, I, you know, we'll, we'll continue. I'm going to continue to assume that way just because I think it makes the most sense to go ahead and extend him. And I would extend him because I believe in what he did this year and what he can be moving forward. There's way too much chatter though. of People going like, well, what, but what if you did like, like just, yeah. there's too much like conversation behind the scenes of people going, well, you know, this is, I mean, I mean, just think about it though what if we did not saying that they were going to but they're just they're kicking it around too much or it's being discussed too much to make me think that it's not a possibility
4: financially if they're going to if they believe that they want to keep him beyond this year then financially they have to extend him it. if it's still up in the air then i suppose you could extend him um but structure the contract so the dead money is is not as bad i don't know if there's a way to do that i'm sure there is and make sure you don't give him a no trade clause Like that, that's, that's, that's it. But if you think he's going to be here beyond this year, then you kind of have to extend him financially.
8: All right. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me.
6: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra.
8: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: We are back from Vegas. Great to be home. Some of us a lot more happier than others. Let's find out all about it with Best and Worst of the Weekend.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.
3: Let's start with everybody's Super Bowl party. Where you went. What you ate and what you drank. 877-881-1053. I love going back and forth with the Tolos yesterday for the spread, all the barbecue, and all the things that you were preparing right here in DFW. I went with uh the Hurtado inspired Texas Twinkies, cream cheese, pulled pork, bacon wrapped jalapenos.
4: Where's the yellow dye number five? Yellow dye. That's what's in Twinkies. It's the that that yeah it makes it yellow, right? Oh, okay. It's
3: good stuff. Yeah. Um, probably not good for you, but whatever. Yeah, probably not good <laughs> for you. So Texas Twinkies, I just love wrapped jalapenos like that. And I couldn't keep the bacon on like I wanted. I couldn't keep the bacon on. You know, it was like sliding mm-hmm. off a little bit. So I was very disappointed in myself. And then like a pepper jelly jam to go ahead and glisten them up a little bit of sweetness. Well, they those were good. Uh, I made. Um, Carne asada potato skins. The wife, the wife wanted carne asada in them. Sounds good. Could have put even more meat. Lacking a little bit of salt, but they were they were, they were good. She really really liked them more than I did. And then Matt Pitman's smoked cream cheese for the first time, and that was the hit. That was the hit. Oh. Taking a block of cream cheese, putting on some of Pitman's uh, holy gospel as he joins us every other Wednesday, smoking it, putting some pepper jelly on top of that crackers and you can just munch on that all day long uh had a little bit of a uh, little bit of scotch a couple little little i didn't want to go beer or seltzer throughout the whole day just had a little bit uh but that was my super bowl spread with the fam i've always been told i
5: don't know if this is true it has been reflected but i've always been told scotch is a sign of aging sean and oh. then when you start when you start sipping on the scotch you've you've reached an age of maturity Oh, maturity. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's I appreciate That's why I'll never drink scotch. That's why I'll continue to pound uh, wine yes. and everything else that I do. <laughs> yeah, uh, you no, shoot. Yeah, exactly. I shoot wine. We had uh, we we weren't really
3: planning on doing anything. Uh, Wait, actually, I think it was whiskey. Uh, Whistle pig. Yeah, that's, oh, that's a whistlepig it, it, good. it's a bourbon. It was good. Yeah. It was so whiskey. good.
5: Um, Very good.
3: Yeah. So I I, I thoroughly enjoyed that.
5: Whistle pig is good stuff, man. The 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 boss hog samurai. It's good stuff. Thanks, it's Jamie. Total, so.
3: Jamie. Jamie still hooking it up from Glazers as I got that leftover stash. Thank you, brother.
5: Uh, Go ahead. you were saying? No. So I, I was just saying we weren't planning on doing anything. We ended up having uh, Cody came over. We he brought some bacon, uh, bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers. We did that. Uh, Kristen made some like queso that was really simple. It was like chili, pepper jack, cheddar, and just melted. That ended up being really good. So pretty good spread overall. I made a bunch of cocktails. Enjoyed those as you saw through my text messages last night that I was clearly inebriated. Angrier, yep. but you know what? I went back and reviewed them this morning. Punctuation was perfect, didn't have any grammatical errors. That's what I was really happy with. That was autocorrect. I I'm, st- I'm starting to uh I'm starting to to find that middle. But enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. We had uh, Addison yeah. went to some uh birthday or went to some Super Bowl party with a friend of hers and so kind of a quiet evening. I got way more invested in the game than I was anticipating because I just I need to be right. That that was the biggest takeaway, and so as they were you losing, that was the today? frustrating thing. I do so yeah. need
3: to be right, or your desperate need for attention—is that which one are you focusing Ooh, on?
5: I don't know. You'll need to record a video message for me that I can play for. Just like, hey, this is what this is what Sean thinks I have a problem with. Yeah,
3: it, I I actually wanted to go to the therapy session. He paid. did. Like I I told his wife I'll be respon responsible. We're fixing Bobby, Oh, like a plus one. Like not you th- go- yeah, okay. not all, all the stuff I've learned from BetterHelp. Did you enjoy that when you asked
5: uh, Kristen, like, "Hey, do you think this is helping Bobby at all?" She's like, "No,
3: yeah, no, no, not at all. Absolutely <laughs> not." Man, being uh, I used to, I used to wonder what it would be like to do like a getaway with the kids because I like your kids a lot. But getaway with you all, you guys. No, hell nope. no. no, not no after, way. <laughs> not after the Italian dinner. It's I would have told. Ahead. I could have oh, told you that. Not happening. My wife would. Throw me off the bridge. Oh, he, would, has, he
4: has the palate of a three year old for star, for starters, and yeah. then he just rules out um, every restaurant, every, food, every everything. You, you can't can't handle this, the can't liquor, that, so he ruins this, my yeah. food and drink. Yep, it's just it's, you know it's what, what I
5: mean? what, what, what am I supposed to do? I was told it makes act it all like a, act like an adult when I have it uh, the, when I reject act every like thirty year old when I act when I reject every dinner then you guys say oh make it all about me when I don't. I was told I made it all about me when I agreed to go to the restaurants and then I just didn't order anything because I didn't want any of it. Like, either way. Did like, you really not order anything
4: at
3: the Italian place?
5: No, I did at the Italian place. Somewhere else yeah, we'd gone in Oxford. Eat. It was the, the same thing. Chicken
3: fettuccine, he had it, to. He had to. Which, had by to the soak way,
5: up. said it was $16 on the wall. And they told us the menu's on the wall. And then when we get the bill, it's like 38 I still need to Venmo you, by the way. I just remembered that. <laughs> yeah. For two people. You can do that right now. <laughs> yeah, for
3: two people. For two people. people. Thank yes. you. Did everyone else pay you, Will Chuck? And, Everybody uh, else paid. Eric? Everybody okay. else
5: paid. Right. Uh,
4: yeah, so thank you for that. And thank you for that, Bobby. We went to our friend Gloria's house She's a restaurant owner. Uh, Black bean dip. Uh, Baja Cantina. Oh, not Glorious. No, no. No, no. Yeah, she owns Baja. So she catered it. Sounds
3: like business is struggling with the TV cutting out and not working.
4: No, that's that's YouTube TV. That's YouTube
3: TV. Yo, go go to Baja and buy some guacamole get that cable uh, working. uh, (laughs) So
4: she catered that. She had her sauce, her chips, her guac, her fajitas. Fantastic. And then everybody brought their own sides. Um, What'd you take? Sarah made... You know those club crackers, the green box club crackers? They're, like, rectangular. Okay. All right. She made those with uh, a strip of bacon and a jalapeno on top with brown sugar. Ooh. Oh, fantastic. And then I was stunned by see this. She had never heard of the concept of people, kids mainly, taking scoops of brown sugar and eating
3: it. I never heard of it. I really? Don't nope. do that.
4: I used to do that all the time as a kid. Just oh, brown sugar. Here we
3: go. I mean, it's, uh, brown sugar is phenomenal. It tastes wonderful. Brown sugar on butter, uh, on oh. toast, of butter on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Cinnamon.
4: I, mean, I wonder if you put brown sugar on your jalapenos with the bacon, that would make them stick because it would get like
3: ooh, caramelized, sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder idea. if that would work. Yeah. It's good taste, right? Great taste. It's a good taste. So phenomenal. They that you, was... you, did you do that? You said scoops of brown no, sugar. Never, never heard of it. Oh, okay. Man. Okay, you got some stuck on your lips, so I figured i asked. ask. Okay, uh, well, Brian, sugar on your lip.
4: Yeah, but that was uh, it. Was, it Was a – she had a margarita machine that she, she brought in. Oh. Yeah, fantastic. Very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice party.
3: Hey, pay. Uh Yeah, I went
0: with the uh, cheeseburger sliders at the parents' house, um, and then I jalapeno poppers, and then some – my mom made a charcuterie board with something Ooh. that uh, – with the board that I bought her for her birthday, so. Bought her a board? Char- charcuterie board. Like, it, it was one of those double-deckers. You know, you start tall, and it, like,
3: works its way all out with right. all the tools all right. and everything. She likes it, and uh, you know, and then the queso as well with it. So simple. So, did you guys put together the poppers? Like, Cody, did he make them? Yeah,
5: he did. Yeah, he brought them over like cold, and then he put them in the oven when he got there.
3: And you? Yeah,
0: yeah. Cut open the jalapeno, and then stuff it with the cream cheese and the bacon. It's a process.
8: Mm-hmm.
5: It was very involved. And when he first pulled them out, they were not cooked through all the way. I was like, that bacon looks pink. You're putting the back in the oven. He's <laughs> like, oh, crap. I was using residual heat that wasn't actually turned on. And so because Kristen had made brownies earlier in the day. In fact, when we told uh, I told Laura, she is a great baker. I, I told Laura, I was like, hey, uh, we've got uh, Mr. Cody's coming over today. And Laura, this is how like predictable Kristen's brownies are. As soon as I said, Mr. Cody's coming over, Lauren. Oh, I think I will be smelling brownies in the air very soon. Oh. So she knew. She knew that's exactly what was coming.
3: Uh, Leftovers from Vegas. Uh, I did not notice Bobby wearing his neck roll on the flight back because I sat in front of him and his wife. Mm -hmm. Did you wear the neck roll? People said you were wearing it the wrong way. I did not. know. So people, guys, you
5: cannot just see stuff on TikTok and think that that's the truth now. People believe that you're supposed to turn the neck roll around and have it sit on your, like, Adam's apple. So the... Open part is behind you. That's what they say because they say it's supposed to keep your head up. That is, people like like a bunch of different companies have come out and said actually no that's not you can wear it that way but that is not what it's meant for it is not meant to be worn that way that's why on the box it's not turned around people are wearing it the other way around but no I did not wear it I did get some raisinettes while we were in the uh, oh god he
3: was furious about
5: this. I was because it was a fifteen dollar bag of raisinettes at the Whoa. airport that I had gotten yelled at for that so we went and Kristen had taken a seat so I put him in the seat in pocket in front of me and then uh i was like well there's a row all the way in the back that we can take which ended up being the play because nobody sat next to us so we got the entire row to ourselves but so i got up and i was like come on i was like just grab those raisin because i gotta run so kristen got up she didn't hear me say that left them in the pocket so i was like crap they're sitting up there in that plane so as we were walking back up front when the plane landed i looked and some lady who took that seat this is like raisinettes, sweet. Opened the thing up, ate the whole damn bag. It was just folded <laughs> over, empty, wow. stuffed in the front seat.
3: Which? What's she supposed to do? I wouldn't stand e- up and hold it in front of no. Everyone? Just,
5: just not touch. If you saw it in front of you, if you were like, I have no idea how long log those, but sit there, whatever else. Wouldn't you just not eat them? The box is closed. No, it's a bag. It was a bag. And it was closed. And it, was, yeah. it, was,
4: it was, it was sealed.
5: Yeah. Then what's the problem? 100% taking it. I'm not Sealed. taking it. I'm not touching it, if that's the case. If I sit down and I sit there, it's like, I don't know why that's there. Who put it there? I don't know if this is John Quinones from 2020 trying to do a what would you do situation. Yeah, you just find eating your wet, eating
3: slimy cheese out of your protein packs. Oh, that was disgusting. Yeah, that was disgusting. I mean, I may look, I look look at the package,
4: see if it's been tampered with. Maybe there's a needle hole in it. Other than that, if and shy of that, I'm
5: yeah, eating it, man. Of course.
3: Your, it was your stupidity for buying a $15 thing of that's to begin with.
5: Fifteen dollars. I needed something sweet on the plane, and they they just absurdly charge you in Vegas. The eleven dollar ATM fees. Oh yeah. My a- biggest
3: takeaway from Vegas, though, is the advances in technology. Sphere, the hotel card machine check in. Wonderful. That was oh, yeah. That was crazy. Parking garage, just examining your license plate. Oh yeah. So I when you
4: when we left the hotel, we were setting up. Now when we went to the other one where the where radio row, row was Mandalay. I had to use my card. But at our hotel, after you use your room key the first time, it takes your license plate down. And then it's got your name associated with that. So it just lets you in. And it lets you out without
3: taking a card, without yeah. swiping anything. Very, very efficient. And pay, pay. Checking into the hotel, it's like going to a kiosk at the airport. Yeah. You don't have to go and stand in line at the, at the front desk. And it cranks your key out of the machine and gets it to you. Wow. So quick, so efficient. Oh, I love that. It was fantastic. That's pretty awesome. Swipe your card for the incidentals as well. Um, so that, the Sphere, the Buddy Cake Boss. Yeah. I told a man, I almost shattered that machine. <laughs> I hate that guy.
5: Every morning, we're down there at 2 in the morning. It's the only time in Vegas that it's quiet, is right by our elevator at 2 in the morning. And this little virtual video, Buddy Velastro Sean walks down there half asleep every morning. And then you hear, Hey! You, come get a slice of cake. And every morning he heard the hey, you, and Sean would jump. And the, the last day he turned around and he punched the screen. He's like, shut up. <laughs> that thing, the only thing that had, there were three things that Sean was going to lose his mind at this week. The virtual buddy. There was the slow service of every bartender at at in every restaurant. And then the handlers at Radio Row. The handlers oh, at Radio Row yeah. were the you worst. are gonna lose your mind.
3: I'm fine with maybe not having any guests next year. I they, really don't want to deal with it. They were Jay Glazer. A pain. I hate I, I hate Jay Glazer even more now. Uh, I was about to apologize <laughs> to him, but the these handlers, this is the worst job that I've ever seen. Tony Faye puts them all to shame. Tony Faye PR. Mm-hmm. Tony Faye's the best. Everyone else, you you you, you all should be fired. Y'all should be wiped out. Was anybody on time all week? Or, like,
5: I mean, I feel like the the closest anybody got to being on time was like 10 minutes late. Everybody was more like. (laughs) Yeah, the scrubs. Frank Caliendo was on time. Frank. And no handler. He just
4: did it himself.
3: And at four in the morning. And then street cred to RJ Choppy. And street cred to Bobby Belt as we went to the site. We had a Tom Brady Patriot problem. With our vehicle the yeah. entire time. We
4: had uh, the deflator. Somebody, somebody, This I had a t- tough time with the tires over the last week uh, because I had an issue with Sarah's yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, in, in, in Vegas, they gave us a car with a flat tire. It was an expedition. An expedition. Monster. A, m- a boat. Oh, what a
5: mammoth vehicle that is. PlatinumFord.com. And
3: um, Bobby thought that your driving or your parking got worse throughout the week.
5: But he landed with the, the final parking job was his best of the week. You you admit, you, it felt like every time we parked, you go, am I on the line? We're like, yeah. You're like, okay, screw it. And then you get out. So
4: uh, the hotels have these kind of, they're the cockeyed spots where they're like kind yeah, of at an angle. Angled. But these didn't seem like they were at enough of an angle. They're not at a normal angle. It was a less angle. And I just, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get. I couldn't get it figured out right. It was very, very crooked. I was mostly mostly in the lines. Mostly. Uh, but it also got to the point where I just stopped caring. Yeah. We were yeah. I, we were running on no sleep, and I was just like, whatever, man.
3: So this tire pressure got all low, and then we decided to stop for the man of the show, RJ Choppy, to inflate the tires. And Bobby, you noticed the cross streets. Flamingo
5: and Caval, we were right there where Tupac had his uh his final car ride. And I hope it was. I think. Uh, yeah, allegedly. We, we don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It could, it could be that it's, you could know. It could be DeMar Hamlin,
3: Him and DeMar could be riding around Vegas right now.
5: Exactly. He, he could be uh, off on an island somewhere. We did, uh, I, I what I wanted to drive home, as I mentioned several times, that that was the intersection. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned it every day. That every and the
3: 23rd floor. 32nd floor. 32nd floor. Holy yeah. crap. For, they were, they were, I almost strangled Mandalay. you on the first day.
5: Of Mandalay were the, Boy, the Vegas. Nick Eatman, because Nick Eatman was at the Mandalay. And Nick even when he found out, we were talking about like, oh yeah, this is where that happened. Nick was like, what? Like, where, you, what happened? Where the the sh- shooting happened? The the Vegas shooting a couple years ago, the one where I, I don't remember oh, what it was the country concert one. Jason Aldine, right? You acted
3: like you were there.
5: No, but I've been like, now you had, forget you the third row no, seats. No, every
3: damn day last week you talked Jason Aldine, Jason Aldine, and now you forget. Yeah, the like, country concert was that, down. there. I don't, you'll, I don't know what it's called. You almost shed a tear. Like you're one of these people that we work with who has to draw. Their own self to every event. It, that? Shut up, Peyton. Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> to every single event. Well, I remember when I watched them on TV. Oh, I mourn them. That oh, is not. I remember. Yeah, that My name not. has shut up. My uh, name has the same letter as their name. Yes. And, Bo- and Bobby was like acting like he was at the concert, he did. like he was underneath tables dodging the yes, gunfire. I thought the same. And now thing. he's trying to downplay. It. No, trying, I'm not going to let you do no. it. You know why? Because you're scared okay. to say the name Jason Daldy you know on stand the radio. Why won't you say Jason Daldy on the right? radio? Because, because I'll he's, say Jason. It's not Morgan Wallen. No,
5: it wasn't. No, I refer to it as the Jason. I refer to it as the Jason Daldy concert. It was not just his concert, though. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember. It was like an off-the-rails country fest or something. He, he was, was, on, stage. He he was, was on, on stage. He was on stage when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. And no, you guys always twist this around and make it sound like I'm much more dramatic than I am. What I had said was, I just said, I mentioned it. I said, oh, that's the Mandalay Bay, blah, blah, blah. And then you said, why do you care? That was years ago. And I said, I, this is the first time I've been in Vegas since that happened. And I was saying, it like, I've never seen the hotel no, since I the know week before. what it you're is. You're like, I was there yeah. the week before. Yeah. I was there. Like, I, was, I, was I was so tied there. to the event. I was
3: there right I was before so, that. is This desperate connection. Not what uh, I uh, said at you, all. Were you amazing. there the week before? Yes, but so I didn't how did say I know it. So how did I know that? Because
5: you asked why I was like, look, I was like, well, yeah. I was here the week before. I didn't even notice. You don't own what you say. I hear it because
3: you say it 50 Thousand effing times is bar- burned is, into my
5: brain. This is Peyton's siblings all over again. That you guys have revisionist history. Go, what you've mentioned this four times. You've everybody never ever said, said it. Ever. You never did it. it too. You guys, mentioned. you guys team up with your old man brains and give us the revisionist Listen, history I, 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 together, yeah. and it's 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 ridiculous. But we did go to Flamingo and Caval. and I what I what Twice. stands out is when you look at that intersection. There's no way that those shooters can just get away without being caught unless somebody wanted them to get away. Because it's right in the middle of the crowded strip. Like, you can't just lose those people. It's the strip, and then it's the desert just outside of there. If, but back in 1998, it was not... If you go look Sixth, at it... 96. September 7th, sorry. 1996.
4: Yeah, 98 was, uh, was biggie. If you go look... 97 was big. If you go... Okay. If you go look at the <laughs> yeah, a photo... Was there for that, yeah. too. If you big L look, was 98. If you go look at the photo of the Las Vegas strip mm-hmm. in that time, it was, I would say... 25% as crowded as it is now. Not right. even.
5: And then it's the desert. How can you not follow somebody into the desert? Where are you running away like, there's you nothing out. will no, say that. Like, there's nothing out there. Suge Knight paid those people. Well, yeah. Yeah, never mind. Oh, <laughs> go ahead.
3: <laughs> Wait, I thought you were conspiracy- Allegedly. Oh. Yeah. I think Derek Holland told me that. I, I wouldn't remember. say anything about Suge, no matter <laughs> if he's in jail or not. I don't know. 877-881-1053. This is the Expressway. Commercial free to recap your weekend and our trip from Vegas, great to be back in DFW. All right, I got a little Super Bowl edition of True or False. Kyle Shanahan is nothing but a choker. Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs are villains. And would you rather be the Cowboys than San Fran with this type of heartache? Little Super Bowl edition of True or False. Overreaction or not is next.
6: Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.